Welcome to the Millionaire Mindcast, where we broadcast weekly interviews with millionaire minds from across the globe to empower you on your journey of unlocking a rich and fulfilling life. It's time to unleash your millionaire within. Now, here's your host, Maddie A. What's going on, guys? Maddie A here. Welcome into today's episode. I got a great show for you with my buddy, Mr. Jimmy Rex. As you guys know, I interview many millionaires on this show each and every Monday to bring you guys tactical strategies to unlock what it is that they've been doing in their lives, their careers, and their journey that can help you on your march to a million and beyond as well. But not every single one of these guests truly lives that whole millionaire life status. There's often many gaps, many holes, and while they have maybe amassed a great business or bank account, sometimes they're bankrupt in their relationships with their family or giving back to their community, or they don't have a lot of balance. They don't have a fun lifestyle. And today's guest, my man, Mr. Jimmy Rex, he is the definition of a whole life millionaire. And we really get to see and hear exactly how he has built that in his life and in his business. And he really talks about how he's able to give back. Specifically, you hear some really cool stuff that he's doing right now that many people are actually modeling and doing right after him by learning what he has been doing to contribute to his community and specifically certain businesses. He talks about how he is building his business, what he's investing in right now, all the things that ultimately I know many of you will listen to and get some great inspiration from and some ideas from and really some tactical strategies and action plans from that you can move into your own journey and figure out how it helps you get to where you want to go. So with that being said, if you're new to the podcast, don't forget to subscribe. If you're watching this on YouTube, smash that like button, drop us a comment down below. Know that all of the links, resources, and downloads that we talk about in this episode are at millionairemindcast.com, or you can check those out in the show description below as well. But I'm really excited for you guys. This was a fun one for me. Anytime I leave a conversation feeling inspired, feeling really clear, actually, with a lot of action items and takeaways in my notepad, you know it's a good interview. And Jimmy's got an amazing podcast himself, The Jimmy Rex Show, as well as many great books that you can learn from and grow from. So overall, I think you guys are really gonna enjoy today's episode. We're gonna dig in right after this quick message from today's show sponsor. Let's take a quick break and hear from today's show sponsor. Are you struggling to close deals? Cold outreach can be a slow and brutal process. And in many scenarios, it's just wasting the time of both the buyer and the seller, especially when business owners who are trying to find qualified buyers are using inaccurate and outdated data. But it doesn't have to be this way. With LinkedIn Sales Navigator, your organization can overcome these challenges by leveraging this amazing technology and platform that translates comprehensive, high-quality buyer data into real-time insights and sales. These deeper insights empower sales reps and teams to adopt the habits of top performers, which leads to much better outcomes like building a bigger pipeline with real customers customers, leading to higher win rates and conversions, and of course, larger deals and paydays all around. We call this deep sales, and LinkedIn has built the first deep sales platform with the next generation of LinkedIn Sales Navigator. Right now, our Millionaire Mindcast family has an amazing opportunity to try LinkedIn Sales Navigator and get a 60-day free trial at linkedin.com forward slash mindcast. That's linkedin.com forward slash mindcast for a 60-day free trial. Let LinkedIn Sales Navigator help you sell like a superstar today. Just go to linkedin.com forward slash mindcast and get started.
Well, I'm excited to welcome into the show, Mr. Jimmy Rex. What is up, man? Dude, thanks for having me. It's uh, life's good. Life's always good. You know, it was, um, we've connected a little bit, you know, on social media and gone back and forth. And I feel like I'm very selective in who I like to follow myself, right? Because there's so many people out there. There's a lot of things of not necessarily being real or who that person is. And I was just telling you before the show, you're one of these individuals that is very transparent, very real. And what you stand for and how you do what you do really resonates with me. And I know it's going to resonate with our audience. You know, For living that whole life millionaire status, you really check a lot of different boxes, right? Now, I'm curious, was that just innate in you? Was it you know, passed on oh, from your father, your grandfather? You know, I know you have a big family and there's a lot of things that are foundationally really strong with you. So I'm curious where this all started. Yeah, it's kind of interesting actually that you say that. It's so I hired a life coach back in like 2011, maybe through the Tony Robbins organization. And I ended up getting one of their top coaches, this woman named Melissa. And she's actually still my life coach to this day. She's incredible, amazing human, has helped me in so many ways. And we went through a lot of layers of me and chipping off a lot of things that needed to kind of fall by the wayside. And she ultimately came up with three things for me. She said, Jimmy, you are most lovable and you will find you know the best people in your life. You'll find your romantic partner in your life, all these things when you are authentic, vulnerable, and in integrity. Those were the three things. And so that's been part of my mantra. It's funny, like I have this little day planner that I always carry around with me and it's right there. It's vulnerable, authentic, and integrity. I keep it on me every single week, every day. So those are the things that I try to be, man. Those are three values. You know, I really put a lot of effort into being because you see the benefits. We're so afraid to be vulnerable. We're so afraid to be a little bit genuine sometimes because we don't know if we're rejected at our vulnerable state. If we're rejected at our most genuine state, then that's us truly being rejected. If you're yep. faking who you're being and people reject that, that's a lot easier to be like, oh, well, they don't know the real me. I'm not showing them my real side. But when you get vulnerable and you know you get authentic and people reject that, there's a lot of risk there. And so people don't like to do it. But as you do it more and more, you see how people are receptive to it and how they start to open up. And so for me, it's just been a way to really connect with other people. So I do strive. I mean, I'm obviously not perfect at that, but I do strive to always try to be genuine, authentic, and in integrity. I love that, man. Yeah, I, I found that, of course, everybody wants to be accepted, right? And being in business and in real estate, right? You really have to, in sales, you got to build up somewhat of that thick skin. And sometimes you build those walls up to where people don't get the real you. And I noticed that when I started just being the organic version of myself, my conversations, my experiences, my relationships, opportunities, all started to kind of mirror and be that organic reflection of me just showing up as that person. But I know a lot of people, right? Don't ever want to necessarily open that up. What do you say to the person that's like, man, I want to be more authentic and genuine, but I just don't know how to do it. Like, what was it that kind of gave you that permission outside of your coach, you know, you actually leading that in your life on a daily basis? Yeah, just start with little things, you know, be a little bit more vulnerable with some of the people you trust the most or a little bit more genuine around, you know, people maybe that when you're meeting them and you'll see the benefits of it. So it's not like this giant, you go from A to Z or, you know, from one to 10, but just kind of take little steps, like share a story that, you know, another way I learned this, I used to do stand-up comedy over at Wise Guys Comedy Club when I was nice. in my early 20s. And I recognized that if I got up on the stand and I started making fun of the audience right away, they rejected me. They didn't like it. They would be like, look, this guy's a jerk, you know? But if I got up first and just made fun of myself a few times first, 
or just kind of made a little subtle jab at my own self, then all of a sudden I go, this guy's, he's chill. Like he's not afraid to make fun of himself. And so maybe just a little bit like, don't take yourself so serious. Like just kind of, you know, enjoy the amusement of your own life. I have a friend, his name's Chad, and he's one of my favorite kids. He's only 24. He's one of my close buddies. And he's just thoroughly amused by the entertainment of his own life. Like, I don't know how to explain it. He just goes throughout the day completely enthralled. Like he'll be walking through my house and he's like, are we just not going to talk about this amazing painting on the wall right here? You know, and it's, he's just so high on life. And I just love it. And like all my friends, like they, we all love being around him because he's just has that self-amusement. He's not afraid to just kind of say something. And it's really makes you more of an attractive human. And so I just encourage people to just do little things, like just open up a little bit. Don't take yourself quite so serious. You know, don't be afraid to make fun of yourself and you'll see the benefits. People really enjoy it. You know, you kind of brought something up a little bit of like, we know those people where you just, they're infectious, right? You want to be around them. They bring out the best in you. They challenge you. They inspire you. And, you know, one of those, I think, superpowers is people's ability to really, one, the people who can naturally do it is great, but we all have the power, I think, to create and share our energy with other people. And you've got a great, you know, energy that's natural about you. But how do you manage kind of your emotional state being high, successful, you know, peak performing entrepreneur, real estate, you know, owner, as well as investor? But you also, you know, you got adventure, you've got a lot of social aspects, you got the $100 dinner club, like how do you manage your energy and your state on just a day-to-day basis to keep that peak performance? Well, all those things you just mentioned, that's what gives me energy. Like that is where the energy comes from. There's this myth that like, if we do more, we'll have less energy. And it's actually the opposite. The more you do, the more excited you get, the more energy that's being created, the more that you want to do more and more. And so like, I think the mistake that people make is to have this mindset that I'm going to burn out, I'm going to wear out. If you're burning out, you're not doing something you love. You never burn out of doing things you really enjoy. You don't burn out of you know being on passionate dates or you don't burn out of having a crazy, amazing experiences with your friends. You don't burn out of changing lives for people. You burn out when you're like, you're not motivated, you have no passion or you have no why behind what you're doing. And so I do all those things to give me more and more energy. Like I am energized every day by helping other people, by having these crazy experiences, by living life at the highest level, by enjoying the greatest that I can get of food and friends and everything, you know, just the environments that I get to be in, all these different things. But those things actually feed me and give me energy. And so the more you can get around the stuff that inspires you, the more inspired you're going to be. I love that. You talk about, and we hear a lot of people talk about, you know, knowing your why. And most people's kind of default answer is, oh, it's my kids or it's my wife, right? And I know a lot of people who don't have that struggle with like, well, what is my why? And what do you say to those people? Because I know you've got a big why and you make big impact and you don't necessarily have you know, a wife yet. You don't have kids yet. So what is your why? And what do you say to the people that feel a little bit lost or unclear on where to find their why and that purpose? Yeah. So I, there's a, one of my favorite speeches that's ever given is by Matthew McConaughey. So and he talks about the, his hero is him in 10 years, right? His hero is who he's going to be in 10 years. And I love that because I always like joke around, like people would say like, Jimmy, you know, what do you all, all this success to? And I'm like, man, I owe it to Jimmy in his twenties. Like that guy, like, I just want to give that dude a hug because he worked so hard and he really, really did all the right things to put me in a position where my thirties have been able to be what they have been. But 
I kind of just say to people, you know, you have to dig a little bit deeper than yourself. You can only do so many things for yourself before you kind of go, okay, I'm not that motivated anymore. I was on the phone. In fact, last night I was driving to Orange County out there for an event. And I had about a half hour phone call as a coaching call with a kid that long story short, he was referred to me from a close friend of mine. So I jump on this call. I don't know the kid, but he's really going through a life crisis and he's a single dude. And he basically said, I just have no motivation. I'm not motivated through work. I'm not motivated through, you know, my family. And he kind of was like, I'm in a comfortable position. I don't really have to work any harder than I am. And I kind of just said to him, I said, look, man, I said, you're comfortable because, and he was like, yeah, I've got my Tesla. I've got a car I want. I can go on a few trips a year. Like I'm just comfortable. And I said, dude, you're still thinking about yourself. And I said, the problem is, is like, you can only be so motivated for your own self because you accomplish things and you realize I'm not any happier with my Tesla than I was with my Honda. I'm not any happier in Hawaii than I was in Utah. I'm not any happier because what you're doing in those situations is you're still trying to fulfill one of the human needs that isn't fulfillable through material things. You're trying to get it from external forces. And Tony Robbins talks about this all the time. He says, you get to a certain level of fulfillment through certainty, uncertainty, lever connection, and significance. But to truly get to that next level of the two human needs you have to fulfill are growth and contribution. And those are the two pieces that you've got to focus on once you're stuck in a rut. The other four are selfish by their nature. Growth and contribution are not, and especially contribution. And so you've got to get outside of your own self to get out of that rut. You've got to start looking for opportunities to grow. Well, what would make that guy happy and fulfilled? Honestly, it would be putting himself in positions where he probably is going to fail and he'd have to work really hard to succeed. It would be putting himself out there in different ways. And so personally, I know this as well. So the things I have to do to grow at this point in my life are much bigger than they used to be. I have to take bigger risks. I have to do bigger things. But that's really cool though, because it's almost like if there's like levels of life, you're trying to move up the ladder. And now in order to keep that growth and contribution coming, I get to do bigger and bigger things. So like 10 years ago, I would have just left a $100 tip. You mentioned the $100 dinner club that I started up and that would have fulfilled me. I would have been good. I would have been for a week. I would have been like, I felt so good about that. Now it's like, it wouldn't have really affected my life in any way. And so what I did instead is I said, how can I make this much bigger? And I said, what if I get everybody involved and try to start a movement around it? And so every week we're going to dinner as a group. We're going again tonight. And you know, we get 25 to 30 of us in a little networking group. We go to these dinners and everyone brings a hundred bucks and we give the waitress all the money. So we've done $3,200 week one, $2,400 last week. And this year week, it'll be about the same. And this is so like cool. and it's such a cool moment, but it's not just the waitress. It's not just Given that, it's going to these small restaurants that have been getting hammered and hit by the government and trying to help them out. And then we're giving them a voice. And then I'm sharing about these new restaurants I've never even heard of before. And then it's all the people that get to watch it. Like a few people were giving me crap for sharing it. And they're like, if you were really doing this out of your heart, you wouldn't you know, put it out there. I'm like, no, this has nothing to do with me. I want to inspire them. There's so much negativity out there now. Like for me to get that contribution piece, I know that I can infect a lot of other people through my social media channels. So it's so much more fulfilling to put that out there. And then other people start posting. And we had over 30 people last week alone left their waitress a $100 tip. And I just know the feeling of a waitress when she picks up that tip and sees $100 or he sees $100. And all of a sudden they're like, oh my gosh, like, people are good. Like people in the world are good. And I don't know which person that's going to affect on which day, but if I can put out enough good in the world, if I could up the frequency as just that little bit by putting that good out there, that to me is the contribution piece just in a little way. And so I'm always looking for opportunities 
to do those things and to use them. Otherwise, what's the point of trying to gain an audience and gain a following on social media if you're not going to use it to help up the frequency of the earth and find people and help them with what they're doing? And so it's been fun, man. And that's what's cool about it is, you know, like even that phone call with that kid yesterday, it was a half hour and I was just in my Uber again. I was driving from LA to Orange County. I don't know him. I can't even tell you his name right now, to be honest with you. I spent a half an hour with the dude and I've been where he's at a long time ago. And I really think the phone call meant something to him. It was like just the fact that I got to do that. Like he chose me as the person when he's in the worst part of his life he's ever been. He's like, maybe this dude is a random guy. Jimmy Rex can help me. Like that means something, right? And that's growth. That's contribution. That's why I'm always studying and learning and trying to better myself so that I can have a cooler experience in contribution and love and significance and all those things. I love that, man. That ripple effect is so powerful. And when you're constantly making those deposits into the world, yeah, maybe it's not showing up on your P&L, but that's not the purpose or the intention behind it, right? No, like, dude, who cares what shows up on the P&L, man? It's like, what emotions are you experiencing on a daily, weekly basis, you know? Yeah. You know, I want to back up a little bit because you said something in terms of you used to be that guy. And I think a lot of people are... Maybe with everything that's gone on in 2020, you know, some people really leaned in and did really well and learned a lot about themselves. But I know there's somebody out there that's listening right now that maybe, you know, kind of laid down a little bit and is feeling discouraged. And, you know, what are some of those lessons that you would share with that individual or maybe that you shared with that kid yesterday that might be able to give them that spark that could be fanned into a little bit of a flame and eventually turned into a wildfire that you know, they're sitting and looking like Jimmy Rex right now in five, 10 years down the road. Yeah. I mean, first thing I would say is like, quit beating yourself up. Like that's the biggest problem that a lot of people have is they keep looking the wrong direction. They're looking backwards. Like all you've got is what's forward. If you, if you want to look backwards, only do it to learn. Otherwise quit looking back. By the way, that's if you had a good past or a bad past. Like if you're living in the past for good or bad, you can't go forward doing that. And so the only reason to ever look back is to just learn. So the next thing that I tell people is, it's a question I did a Facebook Live. It's on my Facebook, Jimmy Rex. If you guys want to go check it out around whenever you're listening to this podcast, it was around January 17th or 16th, 2021. And what I did on that Facebook Live is all I went through, I went through like how I go through my end of the year review and how I set goals going forward every year. I kind of just did a quick, like I take a day or two to do it. This year I flew to Cabo and spent two days on the beach doing it by myself. I was myself. jealous of that pitch, man. Dude, it was, you know, it was, I, I just want to be in the right mindset. I want to be in, the, in a state of gratitude. And I was just being there and seeing the beauty of the earth and tacos and tequila and the whole bit, man. It was just a good time. But, but no, so, and, but what I wanted to, uh, what I was getting at from that Facebook Live was about halfway through, uh, I talk about anytime somebody comes to me and they're in a rut, this kid yesterday, honestly, probably about once a week, I'll go to lunch with somebody or whatever, just somebody, I get on a phone call with somebody. It's the same thing. I ask him a question. I say, well, if everything went right in your life for the next five years, what would your life look like? And people can't answer that question. And if you can't answer that question with crystal clear clarity, then you haven't done the work that you need to design your life to be a life that you want to have. Otherwise, you're just living with what comes into your life. Like if somebody comes to you, you do that thing. Somebody asks you to do something, you sign up for it. Somebody invites you to go somewhere, you go. If you're doing that, you're not building your life by design. And so what you need to do is strip the expectation of what your life needs to look like, but instead design it to say, okay, this is where I'm going in five years. So to get there in five years, here's where I need to go this year. And to get there in a year, here's what I need to do this month. Break it down to the week and the day. 
And then you have to work a plan. Like this is the part where a lot of people get stuck too. It's like one of the best books I've ever read is a book by Keith Cunningham. It's called The Road Less Stupid. And this dude, he's the rich dad from Rich Dad Poor Dad. He's the actual guy that Robert Kiyosaki talks about. Yeah, yeah. And in that book, he really breaks down. Like, it's awesome to have goals. It's awesome to have a vision for your life. And that's, you need that part. But what you need is to figure out what do I need to be very consistent at and persistent at every single day to truly achieve that thing? What two things do I need to be persistent at and consistent at every single day And then you do those things, you do the hard work, you do the thing that you don't want to do. And that is how you end up achieving the life that you want. But I mean, I designed my life five years ago. I did this. I got to be honest, man, it's pretty damn close. There's a few things I'm still working on, but I hang out with the exact people I had on that list. Some of them that were as big as my mind could think. And I go to the places that I want to have. And I have the experiences I want to have. And I have the feelings of myself and the love for others and the relationships I want to have in my life. And I built that thing, dude, by design. Like I literally mapped out exactly how I was going to do it. And I worked it backwards. And it's crazy how like things fall in your lap. And some things just like you'll put something on there and it's like, that's crazy. I don't know how that's ever going to happen. But then you just kind of have it there. And you'll see like little hints, like people will say something or somebody will teach you something. And next thing you know, you're achieving that thing that was once just a dream that you could have. And so that's the best I could give to people is just know exactly if everything were to go right in my life, where would I be? What would my life look like? And then you have to be persistent and consistent and figure out which things are most important to be persistent and consistent to get that thing achieved. It's amazing how when you do ask people, right, what that North Star is, what that vision is, they just don't have that clarity in it. I do, you know, same thing, similar. I've got my planner and then I create kind of that new vision board every year that I have it printed out in my planner. I got one up on the wall. I got it on my lock screen on my home. And it's, you know, if you're not clear on what that is, right, you can't get intimate with it. You can't, you know, create a plan for it because most people, we're pretty good at executing if we know exactly what we need to do, but people don't know what they're really going after. So I love that you bring that up because it is so critical to stay in relationship with that plan and with those goals because then you start connecting those dots as more data points get up on the board, right? You start to see a little bit clearer of the path of, how you can actually chip away at some of those big things that you're working on. And I know that you have worked on building a really big real estate business. You know, we haven't even talked about that yet. And you mentioned earlier influence and the power of social media and branding. I know that you just had a, was that a record day for you? 36 houses in one day from a social media post? It was a record uh, day for the number of sales, not for the most money like commission earned. But the- and, and how did that come about? Just so people understand, 36 sales in one day from a well, social... it was 32 in one day and it was okay. 36 in like a 36-hour window, basically. But what happened was... So essentially, I've worked for four years now to build up my social media and people do business with people they know, like, and trust. And the most important part of that is people they trust. They don't even have to like you. If they trust you, they'll use you. Like, especially... With real estate and trust goes two ways. It's not just that they trust you as a good person. Like they have to trust this guy's not going to screw me. This guy's going to have my best interest in mind. Like they have to trust that you're a good person. The second part of that is they have to trust that you're an expert, that you're the best person for the job. They trust that you know what you're doing. And so I've spent the last 17 years as an agent becoming the expert in every way possible that I can in real estate. And I've made sure like every year, even though I'm at top of my game or I'm number one agent in my area, whatever it might be, 
I've always in just fully gone for to try to learn more. Like in 2012, I was the number one agent in Utah County, my entire county. And I left to go to Arizona State to get my master's in real estate because I wanted to learn that much more what I could to help my clients, right? And so like they just, my clients have always kind of known, okay, Jimmy, I can trust Jimmy as an agent. I can trust him as a person. So of course I want to use him. Well, then I do a lot of investing advisory. We do a lot of, uh, I've helped over 400 investors, me and my partner, Tyler, over the last two years. And we're very good at not pushing any products we don't believe in or any products we wouldn't buy ourselves. I always have a rule with real estate investing. I will never pitch something that I wouldn't partner with you on. And so my investors know if I'm pitching them something, it's a really good deal. And so I was going to bed Wednesday night last week and I was just like flipped through my Facebook real quick. And one of my friends, my friend Carrie, she works for a builder up in Park City and she had posted these new condos. And I've been looking for a vacation rental, ski and ski out vacation rental condo for a year and a half. Right. I've looked at everything. They're either really old, they're not quite ski and ski out or they're over a million bucks. And I almost pulled the trigger on one that was a million two, no kidding, like four months ago. And I just wanted to see what would kind of pan out with the election before I did anything. Well, she posts this ski and ski out condos for around four or 500,000 bucks. I'm like, what the heck? Like it's right on the mountain canyons, which is connected to Park City. And long story short, I text her, because I'm, I'm good friends with her, I text her like 1139. I'm like, hey, are you up? I want to talk about these condos. And she calls me back and I'm like, okay, so I take two. I just made a video just on my Instagram. I was like, oh my gosh, if I know I've got a lot of friends looking for ski and ski out vacation rentals. I just found one. I'm doing two of these things. If you want to get in on this, I highly recommend it. If you've ever thought about getting a vacation rental, ski and ski out. By the time I posted it, even before I went to bed, I'd probably sold three or four. I woke up, had like 15 messages at 6 a.m. I have an accountability partner who calls me at 6 a.m. And my plan was to do the call and to go back to bed, which I'll do sometimes because <laughs> I'm human. But he calls me and I'm just like, all right, man, I'm awake. See ya. And I was going to go to bed. I'm like, let's see if anybody responded to the message on Instagram. And I look down and there's 15 messages already waiting for me at 6 a.m. I'm like, oh man. So I stumble downstairs to my computer where I'm sitting right now. I'm just sitting in my underwear. True story. I didn't have a shirt on. Next thing I know, it's almost lunch. And it's like 12 o'clock. I had to cancel a few morning appointments. I've got 11 cells. I've got a 200 more leads that have come in, people that are wanting information. So I hurry and shower, get to my office. I end up sitting in my office till midnight, 11.30 midnight, just doing deal after deal. And by the end of it, we'd done 32 deals that day in that one day. I still have, I'm not joking when I said, I still have about over 80 leads I got to get back to. I had to go to LA yesterday. And so I had my assistant text them all and set up 15 minute windows for Wednesday and Thursday morning. Just every single one of them called them and set up a little window because I didn't want them to think I'd forgot about them, but I just haven't had time to get to them. So it's crazy, man. But that all came from one post on social media. But that came from 10 years of A, knowing how to use social media to attract people to my profile. I'm not a real estate agent that's posting deal after deal of just a stupid listing or the MLS sheet or whatever it might be. Like I've been very strategic to try to make it so that people want to follow my profile, just posting good stuff, stuff that makes you feel good or inspires you or whatever. And so when I do finally pitch a product, A, they're like, well, hell, Jimmy's doing it. He bought two. So it gave a lot of confidence to other people to want to do the same thing. And everybody that's buying them, they've already gone up like 10, 15%. So everybody's got a ton of equity and I think they're all going to do very well. And, and so my, you know, again, it's, it's a matter of building that up, but that trust factor is what essentially sold all those. Are you interested in boosting your income by an extra $50,000 this year? If so, you're going to love what I've got in store for you. I am beyond excited to officially announce an incredible opportunity to join me in my exclusive mastermind, which will include myself and 25 other hand-selected investors 
who are actively pursuing commercial real estate in 2024 and want to be held accountable to making sure they buy their first or their next commercial real estate investment property that will net them a minimum of $50,000 a year. This mastermind group will not only teach you how to do that, how to find, how to analyze, how to structure and buy these types of commercial real estate investment properties, but you'll also have an opportunity to be a part of an intimate group of high achievers that are going to take your network and your resources to a whole nother level. But here's the catch. Like I mentioned before, this is exclusive. We're only selecting 25 ambitious individuals for our founding members group who are serious and ready to take that next step in their commercial real estate investing journey. So if you are ready to increase your passive income by at least $50,000 in the next year with commercial real estate investing, then this is your moment. These spaces are gonna fill up fast and trust me, this is the one and only time to be a founding member, which comes with some pretty special benefits. So head over to myfirst50k.com and submit your application now. Again, that's myfirst50k.com. You can head over there, check out the program, see everything that it entails, submit your application to join, and I can't wait to connect with you soon. Well, and I know you talk and detail a lot of this out in your book. And mind you guys, Jimmy's got some amazing books. If you're not following him on social media, follow him on social media. But the next wave of influence in real estate, right? And you kind of talked about the persistence and consistency in building your brand and putting out quality value. And I always tell people, whether you like the way you sound or the way you like, you know, you do or don't like the way you look, it's really important, right? To give that window into who you are and what you stand for and what you believe in and what you're up to, right? Because that is how you build that rapport and get people to know, like, and trust you. And it also gives you that credibility and authority with what you're doing. What is kind of your formula? Like mine personally is 33, 33, 33%. 33% is around mindset, positivity, you know, uplifting things. The other 33% is around business, education, real estate, investing, wealth building. And then the other 33% is just my lifestyle, having fun, traveling, my daughters, my wife, my health, right? So what, do you have kind of a method to your madness or what does yours look like? So when I was building my Instagram, I knew that you have to be very intentional about it. I had to do something different. So I would travel a lot. And so over about a two and a half year span, I went to almost 60 countries in that two and a wow. half year span. And so I had a lot of really cool pictures and photos that people really liked. And so I made my tract my profile attractive to watch. Like, okay, let's see where Jimmy's at next. Let's see what Jimmy's doing. And then I would post a lot of my videos as far as like well, I was doing podcasts with different celebrities and you know, blue check marks and all that kind of stuff. And that was when I was building it. I quit growth mode about six months ago. And I just said, now I'm just going to post whatever I want to. Like, I don't have a strategy now. Like I used to post every day. It was a strategic thing. It was building my profile up on Instagram. Now I literally just post what I want when I want. If I have something to post, I post it. If I don't, I don't. I don't try to force it. I don't try to find something just for the sake of posting. Again, it's if I want to post something, I post it. And so that's been really cool. It's been a nice little shift too, because there's no pressure on it. And I don't care if people like it or not. I used to. I used to like be totally obsessed with whether or not people were going to, you know, if they, if I didn't get enough likes, I'd consider I like deleted a post one time. It was like embarrassing to say because not enough people liked it. You know, I was like, well, I thought it was cool. But now I truly just put it out there. And, you know, the best example of this is Joe Rogan. Like, obviously, that guy's like a king in these days, but number one influencer probably in the world, I would say, as far as getting his message out. But if you watch how he does his Instagram, it was really cool. I was just like, he doesn't give a shit. He's he just about elk and his dog. He, and... he doesn't give a shit. I love and, that about him, though, well, too. 
And I had a buddy one time, he was a attraction coach. He would teach you how to become a more attractive human to these people that needed that. And he's a close friend of mine. I had him on my podcast. Good buddy of mine, my buddy, Sean. And he said to me once, he said, Jimmy, the most attractive quality a human can have is to be 100% unapologetically whoever they are. It's like having style with dressing, right? Like if you have good style, you have a great look without it looking like you tried. That's the best way to have style. Like if you look like you tried too hard, you look like a, you know, just idiot. And so Long story short, it's kind of the same way with social media. Now I'm like, look, I obviously am very strategic about what I post. I'm thinking about what I post. I love to post things that are going to grow my page or make people want to interact with me. But I'm also not a tryhard. I'm not doing it just for the sake of doing it. I don't feel like I have to do anything. I'm posting what I want to post. And so I think that has helped me a lot. And I think as I got more secure with my own self, like I really, you know, had some amazing experiences over the last year where I really feel like I got to love myself a lot more than I probably ever did before. And getting that love internally for my own self, I don't feel like I need it externally as much. I'm not trying to get people to like me through my post or whatever I'm sending out there. I'm just kind of trying to, instead of coming from a place of fear, like, oh man, I hope they know I'm enough. So they love me. So I'm lovable. It's more like, because I want to share love, here's what I'm posting. And that's made a big difference. It's really helped me with just having a healthy mindset around social media. Love that. Now you have obviously big goals, big dreams. You hang around a lot of big thinkers. What are you most excited about in 2021 and beyond? Man, there's so much opportunity right now. It's crazy. I feel like everyone I know has a ton of money and everybody's making a ton of money. Like everything, like I'll listen to one of my buddies and he's like, dude, go buy this altcoin. And I buy it. I put 25 grand into it. I looked this morning, it's at 43 grand. And it's like, he's a genius. And then I talk to my other buddies like, bro, we're going to do this thing. And then you put some money and it's like, it's working. And everybody that's bought real estate is just printing money right now. Right. And I'm trying to take advantage because there's an old saying like make hay while the sun shines. And there's a reason that's the case. It's not always like this. Like I went through the downturn of 2007, 8, 9, 10. Like I've been in the shit. And so I appreciate that much more what's going on right now. And so I've decided this year, I'm really doubling down on my efforts to invest and invest the right way. So a couple of things I've done, you know, last year I went big in on Bitcoin. I got back from a Tony Robbins seminar and he said, uh, he said to go big on Bitcoin. So I did. And it, I mean, I almost made as much off Bitcoin as I did selling real estate last year. So that's pretty awesome. This year, there's a couple other things I'm going in on baseball cards, basketball cards being one of them and silver being one of them. But my big thing always is real estate. And I think we're going to appreciate another 10 or 11% this year. So I'm trying to take advantage of rates. So my big goal this year, the thing I'm most excited about is I have a goal to get to 100 houses owned by the end of the year. So I set up a formula because you can only buy 10 with your own credit. Mine's full. I own 17 right now. I got about five more under contract with partners, but I decided to partner up with people to get those next 80. I have some cash to do it, but I don't have my credit and some things like that. So we split down payment. You know, They pay 75, I pay 25. I use their credit, but I manage everything. I make it easy. It's kind of a done for you kind of thing. And a lot of my friends, they want to partner up doing that. And so doing this, I can take advantage of this bull run we're on. And I'm going to get up. My goal by the end of 2021 is to own 100 houses. I need to get about 80 more, but that's the big goal and I'm going to do it. And so that's what I'm most excited about. That's great, man. And it just shows you know, that you run into a hurdle and an obstacle, can't do 10, you know, beyond 10. Well, guess what? There's plenty of ways. And that's one of the beauties of why I love real estate, right? Is there's so many ways to find win-wins and structured deals and terms that make sense for people. We're about to come into that market again, where people will do seller financing. Yep. People like, Hey, give me 20 grand and take over my loan, you know, and some of these things. And so 
I'm just bracing myself for all that. I'm looking for opportunity. And it's funny because when I made my five-year goals four years ago, one of them was to own a hundred houses. And I always looked at that one like, okay, that's the one that I'm not going to achieve. But I don't, why did I put that? Because man, I knew how hard that would be to do. And then I ran into a buddy, he's a real estate influencer. And he explained to me that he's doing the same program. He's the one that taught it to me, but he put zero down. His clients put down all the money, use all their credit. He just manages it and finances it or uh, helps them like put it all together. And they split it 50-50 with him. And I'm like, no way people would do that. And I was talking to my business partner and he you know, does some of the fulfillment for that guy. And he's like, bro, people trust you a hundred times more than him. Like he's just a really good salesman. Like if you did this, you would crush it. And so I put a thing out a week and a half ago and I had literally 25 people hit me up. Like I'm ready to roll on one if you want to. And I'm just like, wow, I had no idea that. And I'm like, wait, that makes sense. Like when I was younger, I invested in all the wrong things. If I could have found me at 39, when I was 22 and invested all my money this way, I'd have millions and millions more money than I have now. Like I did everything. And so I'm like, you know what? Yeah, like I am going to push this and I believe in this and I'm going to help people make a shit ton of money by partnering with me as opposed to just trying to do this on their own. It's really, I forget how much I know on real estate. And so it's like, no, like I can make you up more than the difference that you would make by doing this on your own. And I'm helping be a partner in this thing. You know, I believe in I'm putting my own skin in the game, 25%. And it's funny because people are just, yeah, they're just coming to the woodwork wanting to do it. And so it's like, in my mind, I'd never thought that's how I could get a hundred homes. But because I had it out there, because it was in my mind, when I heard this dude, what he was doing, and I was telling my business partner about my goal, he's like, bro, you could actually do this. And it came about. And now that's what we're working towards. Amazing, man. Now you are someone that obviously is building some wealth. So I'm curious on your philosophy. Are you more inspired and excited about growing your net worth? $100 million, $200 million? Are you more about the passive income and the freedom that's unlocked in that income? Yeah. So again, at the same Tony Robbins, Wealth Mastery, I highly recommend that everybody go to it. Like literally just what they taught me about Bitcoin alone. And what they did is they actually explained why it's going to work and how, why you should have it and all these different things. It was the first time I went, oh shit, like this thing's going to work. And they basically said, there's 42 million households in the world that are millionaires and there's only 21 million Bitcoin. So if every millionaire wanted Bitcoin, there's not enough for even half the people. That's how scarce it is. Then they, anyway, they go into all these things and all of a sudden you're like, oh, I need to buy Bitcoins. Like, you know, buy a lot of Bitcoin. Well, the other thing they said is about wealth is they said, it doesn't really matter what your net worth is. Like ultimately what you're trying to do is get to a position where you get to do whatever you want with your life. I mean, that's being truly retired or financially free. And so they have us go through this huge exercise. And the last thing in the exercise is to live your dream life. How much money do you need coming in every month from leveraged income? They call it leveraged because that's truly passive income. Yep. From leveraged income every single month without digging into your principal, how much do you need to live off of? And I came up with my number and my number was... It's high, but it's also not crazy. It's $45,000 a month. I can do charity. I can go travel how I want. I can do about everything I want to do with 45 grand a month coming in. And so I realized like, instead of thinking of this grand number of net worth, what I need, I need to figure out how to get a passive income, leveraged income of 45,000 a month. And then I truly will be financially free for my life. So that's what I'm working towards that number. That's great, man. All right. So as we wrap up, I know people are going to want to know how to get a hold of you and follow you guys. You got to follow Jimmy on social media and just check out his book. You end up where you're heading, the dangers of living a safe life, the next wave of influence in real estate. You've got all kinds of amazing content, website. You're very generous with what you share and who you connect with. Uh, where's the best place for them to do that? 
Yeah, I share everything through my Instagram stories. So I share my YouTube channel, my Facebook, my blog, all the events I'm doing, all the $100 dinner club, all these different things I share through my Instagram. So the best place to follow me is on my Instagram, which is Mr. Jimmy Rex. I do answer any DMs if anybody ever has questions. As long as it's a real question, I'll always answer it um, and try to help you out. And so feel free to hit me up there. I would love to talk to you and help you any way I can. Mr. Jimmy Rex on Instagram is the best place to find me, man. And we'll link that up in the show notes, guys. Head over to millionermindcast.com on Jimmy's episode. And anything that he shared in the episode, resources, links, websites, handles, we'll get all that up there and available to you guys. All right, Jimmy, I'm going to finish it with this question because I know you did something this last year that was a first for you and it's imprinted on your body. And I want to know the story behind it and the meaning behind it because I think it's pretty cool. Yeah. So I got my first tattoo. I was super anti-tattoo. You got to understand, like I used to verbally say how gross tattoos were. I'm like, your body's so beautiful. Why would you? But, <laughs> but then I had an experience and um, eventually I was like, man, like that's such so close to my heart. I want to put it right on my forearm. So I got this tattoo. It says, we are the they. And what it means is essentially, so I'm part of a group that goes undercover and helps rescue kids that are being sex trafficked. I've been part of this group for several years now, but had the chance to go on 11 different operations and rescue over 100 kids. But one of them in particular was super dangerous. And when we got back, my girlfriend at the time picked me up at the airport and we're driving back and I'm telling her all about this experience. It was super dangerous. And she pulls over and she's like, Hey, um, I want to talk to you for a sec. Like, I really don't want you to go do this anymore. It's, it's, it's not safe. It's super dangerous. And I don't like the environment. And I'm like, well, this is you know, kind of part of my life's calling now. And she goes, I know, but why can't they just go do it? Without thinking, I literally said, there is no they. We are the they. And it just sh- shot shivers down my spine. I'm like, we are the they. I'm like, oh my gosh. And so it's like, what the whole meaning of it is, is you know, we don't wait for people to give us permission. We don't wait for somebody to tell us what to do. If we see something wrong, we make it right. If we can make a difference, we do it because we can. We are the they. And so that's kind of the movement. And that's what my mantra is. I got, you know, my t-shirts and all that fun stuff. And I'm just starting to kind of play with it a little bit. But, you know, it's been about six months since I put it on my arm and I was hoping I wouldn't regret it. And I couldn't be happier with it. I just love it. So anyway, that's the mantra for we are the they. Amazing, man. Your leadership, how you lead your life, what you share with others. It's inspiring, bro. And we appreciate you coming on the show today. Thanks, man. It's a great job. I appreciate you. Take care. Well, that wraps up this week's episode. Hopefully you guys enjoyed that interview. And if you did, all I ask is that you share it with somebody else who maybe needs to hear this today or that could gain some value from something that was talked about or discussed in today's interview. You just never know one piece of information, a conversation, a tool, a resource can completely transform and change the trajectory of someone's life or their business. So if you get any kind of value or you want to support the show, all we ask is that you help us organically get this in front of more people. Also, for those of you who are really looking to accelerate your wealth building journey and unlock more financial freedom, get more time back and just level up your life, your business, your finances, be sure to head over to therichlifeacademy.com to check out all the amazing products and resources that we offer to our Millionaire Mindcast family, whether that's one-on-one coaching with me, courses from our guests, all kinds of free content, downloads, checklists, upcoming event info on how you can connect with us live, in person, all kinds of great valuable tools. You can get that over at therichlifeacademy.com. Last but not least, I always wanna know, who do you guys wanna hear me interview next? Let me know, shoot me a text at 844-447-1555. With that being said, until next time, keep investing in yourself and your wealth on your March 2 million and beyond. Cheers, my friend. 